In the real world, with cars and houses and time, there lived two bohemian housewives with deep Midwestern roots. Then one day, they were airlifted and dropped into the middle of Crown Heights, Brooklyn. These are their stories. They say it's your birthday. 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 It's It's it was a lot of excitement here in the studio. I was so excited that you. So we're fun. back in the saddle. We're back, back in, the, in saddle. the saddle after the solstice, mm-hmm. a birthday. Mm-hmm. Back up, and now we're, you know, we're still in Cancer, so it's not not my season anymore. No, but, it's absolutely you know. your season, and you're wearing your birthday slash favorite dress. That's right. It's my pink dress. It's my favorite, and mm-hmm. new pink shoes, and yeah. holding a glass of. Pink, Pink sparkling bop. wine. Yeah. Bop. I mean bop. Obviously. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good it's a day. Pink time. It's, it's a, a pink, pink time. time. Yep. My flowers are like kind of reddish, but there's a pink undertone. I actually put them in the vase. Yeah. I didn't let them die in the plastic in a cup leaning up against the cabinet. They almost look fake. They're so beautiful. They're so pretty. I'm so in love with it. I don't know what I they could be called a primrose. I don't know. Mm. I feel like primrose. I would call is, it magenta. Oh, I mean the flower is called a primrose, but I don't think that that's possible because it's like primrose is something else, isn't it? I don't know if it looks like that. I don't know. I kind of thought they were red flowers when I first saw them. I think of them as red too, but the species possibly is primrose. <laughs> Well, Not the color, thank you. Beautiful. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. People think pink is this color of artifice, you know? Like, oh, pink. Look around. Pink is in nature everywhere. everywhere. Have you ever seen a sky? Have you, <laughs> have you ever looked at the sunset for once in your life? <laughs> have you ever walked down a beautiful Brooklyn block on, in April? And those, as the wind blows, those blossoms and are the blossoms down, come down on you like snow, on you. and smell like sweet, fresh yep. and renewal in the pink, pink mist. Pink you know? mist among your feet. That's nature, nature. Babies loves play; pink. they pick up with. It. Oh, it's just like nature loves pink, and so does Becca Claver. Yep. You so, love the solstice. You love summertime. It's my season. Pink, Full moon, pink. pink. Season. Here we, yeah. There you go. There you go. However, yeah, I do have. Arrival in the pink game. What is it? In the birthday celebration uh-huh. game. Which you went on a rosé booze cruise I do. for your birthday, which I was That's not right. able to attend. That's right. Because of your sworn enemy. DCM. DCM. You want to tell everybody what DCM is? DCM is the Del Close Marathon. It's the improv festival that UCB has it's the best it's like 72 straight hours of improv like 
3 a.m., 6 a.m., 10 a.m. shows all over the place. Mm -hmm. Super fun. People from all over the world, all over the country. It's great. There's, There's really fun friendships that are made and gatherings that happen and parties that go on with dancing and and hangouts the same weekend and it's the weekend as my birthday party it's not it's not it's always the same weekend as it's my birthday it's the weekend party. before your birthday it's the weekend before my birthday yeah. which is the same weekend as my birthday party because that's how becca rolls <laughs> Because that's, it's not about, yeah, it's, it's true. It's an extended birthday. But I you do start think, the weekend before. But I think that when your birthday is on a weekend, DCM will be the weekend before. That? Do you know what I mean? Right, but who, where will we be? I don't know, girl. I know, and where will <laughs> I, and where will I be? I mean, I might not always be able to go to DCM, so you know what I mean? I know our oh friendship will last, su- it it's could true. last much this longer just, than my career. This is ephemeral. Do you know what I mean? It's ephemeral. It's truly this, this rosé booze cruise versus DCM thing. It's, sure. It's, it's, it's a very, I had, we had just released Women Inc. and there was like so many fans to pass out. It was super exciting and amazing. Yeah. It was a great thing for me and my, my my artistic endeavors. It really was. <laughs> <laughs> but I did miss out on stealing rosé on... <laughs> on a booze, on a booze cruise, cruise where you get unlimited rosé. <laughs> we decided where there was no to find need. a way to steal rosé. Which there was no need to do, but, but there it actually, was because you needed to be able to sit and chill. It, yeah, it makes a lot of sense because yeah. otherwise you just had to go around and get one sip her booth and you would just like endlessly walk around this yacht in the stormy rainy Hudson for two hours and it would just be weird you know and like what you really want to do is to steal a bottle of wine bring it back to where your friends are sitting <laughs> pew 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 and just chill for a while just chill so that's what you do yeah that's it's you do. it's not, I love it cheers to that so, cheers to that we both got what we wanted. We needed out of that weekend, what we needed, but separately. But separately. So I, I, I'm always hoping that DCM is not going to be your sworn enemy, but it is your sworn enemy. No, it's my rival. It's totally oh, rival. different. Okay. Rival. There's kind of an air of sportswomanship. <laughs> I got it right this time. I got it right nailed this it, time. Girl. I tried totally to, nailed it. I tried to explain this before, and I said sportsmanship, and this time I was like so ready. No, I was like, guess what I'm going to yeah. say? Sportswomanship. Yeah. So that's yeah. why you rehearse. Yeah, that's why we, we don't we rehearse. Get a couple the show that would be so weird. <laughs> What if all this just seemed like it was impromptu? No, Becca, we've had, I would believe, which we still have, okay, here's one more thing before we get to our main event, one more thing, we have been on the phone before, which we have not discussed, and did an entire mock interview with James Franco. Just between you and I, listen, listen. assuming that he, what his responses would be, and what then our response answers listen, would be. I remember, I remember that this happened, but I can't say I remember a lot about it. I can't say I remember a lot we, about it. We were on the phone for a long time. Yeah. Doing like, and it just. I we know you're saying let's truth. practice I know it. I was there. We didn't say, oh, let's practice this. Let's sit on the phone and like, oh, what would we do? It just all of a sudden was like, well, I would ask him this. Well, this is how it did. And all of a sudden, it was like we were doing it. just sort of like <laughs> an Austin's birthday. How it happened? How we did an impromptu 
show, show on which on yeah. the roof, we, we did, did one over the phone. phone imagining that James Franco mm. was there in our hearts. Would you say that that's the biggest gift we've ever given each other? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. All right. We have really oh, some special stuff man. happening tonight. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> A lot of special stuff happening tonight. <clears throat> there is. There's some really great stuff. Um, I think the most special, the one that we're talking about, is that my sister, Elena Besser, is in... The studio. I was going to say the apartment, but I know that you get Thank upset you. about that. Perfectly right. I tried. I Sports tried. Sportswomanship. Sports. It's weird. Friendship first, everybody. Sportswomanship in the studio. Lena Besser. Hi, Lena. Welcome. Hey. Hi. It's so good to be here. It's so fun. Lena just moved to New York like four days ago. Yeah. Fresh off the airplane. Off. Yeah. The fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fresh off the airplane. And can I say why you came over here today? What you're here to pick up? I would love that. Yes, can I? Please do. Because my sister is an empowered woman. She came over to pick up her birth control. Not which, just any birth control. The Nuva Ring. The Nuva Ring, mm. which I was actually in the like, not, I mean, trial for it, but before it was put like on the market as it, like, oh, I guess I was in the trial. Guys, I guess I was in the trial. You were a model for the for Nuva the Nuva Ring, and I loved it. I remember I was like seventeen. I was like, yes, on I will definitely. <laughs> no, but it's actually no. I agree though because literally, you told me that this weekend that you were on the trial, and I was like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, because it, it was is, amazing. It's, that's a it's big a, thing. a great birth a control. Deal. It is a good birth control. So yeah, so Lane is in control of her body. Cheers to that. Way to go. Nice. Work. She is I don't here. pay for it. Thank you, Obama. She's, she's, she's here. here. Because she just went to New York City and we're excited and we're welcoming her. She was uh airlifted and dropped and now she is here living in what neighborhood? I am couch surfing. Couch surfing. All over the place. Nice. Doing it New York style. You might see her. Heads up. Heads Heads up. up. Keep keep a lookout. So Um, you're here and you're also a representative of a certain age group that we have a lot of questions about on this show. Mm hmm. Well, I have the most. You have a lot of the questions because Lauren has a lot of the answers. To be honest, right? Because I am one. She is partly a millennial. Lena is here today as our in-studio millennial, Mm -hmm. and um, she's agreed to answer any questions we have about millennials. Yeah, some some questions. (laughs) Lauren's nervous. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I can see Becca is very excited, and then I also another thing, and as is Lena and. Um, another thing is that Lena is as we as we go on and move at, move on from Ask a Millennial um, and go into different segments. You know, we've got a big James Franco coming up, uh, some other great stuff. But um, Lena's going to be able to kind of like ask us questions to clarify things that maybe a millennial might need some clarification on. Exactly. Yeah. No and judgment, of that, course. No judgment. Never any judgment. I don't know what that means yet. To I don't know that. either. We're or if we need information. It happens. That's another oh, thing. Oh, yeah. That's, it's, it's definitely like, um, it's an equal relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're, just, we're info sharing. We are. It's an info share. It, it is a couple that is healthy. Yeah. As Lena is, um, kind of straightening the tarot cards and playing with my electronics <laughs> and, eating and eating turkey and... meatballs. <laughs> I have to say I'm kind of je- jealous of millennials on the level of like they got a pretty cool name and people are talking about them all the time. I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when we were in our 20s nobody was doing that about us and then I later found out that it's because like I think 
we must be in the same little gap. It's like babies who were yeah. born like in the early eighties or like late seventies, early eighties. Like there's like this four year period where we're called like yes. the Oregon Trail generation or something. What? It's like literally it's what so, are you saying? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, so we're we're between I've Gen X and, and millennial. millennial. But then yes. there's also some kind of Gen Y period. But anyway, they've, like, really narrowed it down to, like, hey, if you feel like you're not part of any generation, you're probably part of this Generation Oregon Trail that was born in the years that we were born. And because, so, Is it because we played Oregon Trail? Well, that's, and nobody yeah, else did. Great game. Yeah, so, okay. So, Elena played, okay. Okay, but, ask a millennial if they played Oregon Trail. I always hated crossing the river because I knew there was no chance my goods were going to make it, you know. <laughs> See? See? That's the exact same experience nice I had. Nice one. I really never played. I wasn't. Yeah. So there are other things about that generation, sure. too, but that was just one of the names. I guess there's actually, there's there are competing ideas for what the name should be. Like, someone wants it to be called Generation Catalano. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, after Jordan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Well, do you know? I mean, I've said this before. I've, I sort of wrote, like Generation Franco. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's gonna. We're gonna have to talk about that. I wrote a letter to NBC. I think when they took um, my so-called life off the air because I was like, no, "This is." Yeah, I was like, "This is the only show that like truly represents our real feelings," and like you have yeah. to keep it on. And like, I was devastated when yeah. it was taken off. It was so good. So I do. You I a letter. You were a little. I was. Did they respond? So impressive. No. That's bullshit. They didn't respond. I also made like a little uh, th- uh, photocopied at Kinko's like three f- by f- trifold how to save the environment that I'd like put on my like into the mailboxes of my block. I did a lot. You know, I was always a little activist. Yeah. Yeah. Nice work. Open Us millennials, we experience Kinko's too. Uh-huh. Often. I feel as though... I don't know. I feel like we should talk about James Franco because I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Because here's how I feel is like, not that you guys prep for the show or anything, but when we were having this discussion about talking about James Franco and James Franco wing, I got really excited (laughs) because I want to know more and I want to talk about Good to know. Yeah. Clarifying. It, it, How it's clarify? really good to know someone cares, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's really Listen, reassuring yeah. that uh, the answers yeah. you know, need to be known and that we have well, people really grappling <laughs> for answers out there. Yeah, and I think that, that it really what we... I, I asked Becca today when we were starting to think about what we wanted to talk about, we said... Well, is, is there any James Franco updates? Mm-hmm. And we really were like, actually, we don't know of any big James Franco updates, but Lena was in the room, and so there was kind of a discussion of like, oh, wait a minute, what, is, what does that mean? And so we thought maybe it's time to do like a really good clarification of what it means to be a James Franco and what it means to, to like, who has been a James Franco in the past, mm-hmm. who continues to be so how it's so radical to be one, how it's radical to be a woman who's one. Because as you may recall from previous episodes, Miranda July is the original James Franco. But then that's wrong. We realize that's wrong. (laughs) And that Yoko Ono is the original. Miranda July is the original James Franco. And the, and the, and the, 
the other thing that I do think is a possibility is that because of the patriarchy, James Franco is the James Franco because we've only were able to call it something when we saw it in a man mm. and then say, oh wait, these women were doing it before him. So they're the originals, but actually did that concept exist and is the concept yes. the original? Yes. Because well, actually what I used to call it before was multi-hyphenate. That's what they call it, like in on blogs and stuff. But like what if it's like specific to being a James Franco? That's what it means. It means like you are a poet and a painter and a PhD student right. and an actor and a director but and like a, a professor. And a heartthrob. Wow, that's a lot of things. It's, that's legit. There are a lot of hyphens in that yeah. equation. A lot of hyphens. Right. So, so hyphenate? Yeah, hyphenate. so multi-hyphenate. It's like, oh, if you're a Miranda July, you are a f- director and an actor and a writer and a, and, and a sculptor. That's right. right. And a musician. She has some albums. A video artist. You know, like you're... She has live performance too. Sure. Well, she. That's I mean, a, that's just as many hyphens as James. Absolutely. Franco. Absolutely. Well, I guess what I'm saying is that we we only really started calling this thing being a James Franco because of our discussion of James Franco doing it. Right. That's what I'm trying to maybe say. Maybe I'm just that, trying to like let us off the hook for the patriarchy. I'm trying exactly. to let us off the hook for giving James Franco more credit than we should. I, I love are. that. I think that that's a very intelligent way of approaching it. But I and I know that you're doing that. But I'm just saying we're not saying that he does it better than anyone. But we because he does a great job. He he's does. doing a great he's job. Great. <laughs> but he's James Franco. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. a whole different. A whole different animal, if you will. What a guy. We cannot wait to have you in the studio, James. We're we really, really looking can't. forward to it. We really cannot wait. I, I partially wait. think that he was on that phone call that the two of you guys had, but you had like a non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> it, well, well, it's a gift and nobody's ever going to know. It's or it was, it's in the vault. Ask what the when, NSA if you want that one. Telepathy. Is it telepathy? Telepathy? Yeah. That's yeah. what happened. You yeah. Were, communicate with James Franco through telepathy. So he was technically there. Yeah. On the phone. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fantasy. It was a major. It was real. It was real. Alright, I think you've got some questions for Elena and there are I just there can't resist since we have a millennial here in the studio. I'm ready. I had yeah. a little bit of stage fright at the beginning of this because this show's incredible, as all of you know, because you're listening in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but great now I'm system. ready. I'm feeling comfortable. <laughs> My turkey meatballs were great. <laughs> I'm drinking a cider because I'm a millennial. <laughs> Let us begin. Do ciders, do millennials love cider? I actually went, is this the first question? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because I'm ready. Okay. Yes, they do. I actually went to a cider convention <laughs> in Chicago at Navy Pier. Wow. And it was absolutely... Lots of Oh. Surprisingly, not as many as I thought there would have been. Hmm. Mostly people that are... Actually, yes, millennials. Mm-hmm. Because I also think it's important for us to define what a millennial is. Right. Like, the ages of it. What's your definition of millennial? I see millennial as more of a personality type. Ooh, I like it. Than an age. This is really informative. Interesting. This will help explain why Lauren is a millennial. 
Yeah, I mean, I've got... Are, part, partly. Yeah. You've got a lot of 90s in you. I've got a lot of 90s in me, but i got a lot of... I'm, but I I'm act more millennial. No Oregon Trail as far as I can see, though. No, I think you do, though, really. Be, and I think part of that is, like, you have such a youthful spirit in a way that still, like, couples with being super, super mature and an adult. So, like... The spirit element of it is almost like when you have this mindset and this personality, it makes people that are younger, like, understand you in a new way Mm. and also, like, think you look younger too. Mm. Like, maybe it's, I don't know if it's like, like, personality people look at you and, like, see a certain age that you have, but, like, when my friends meet you, they're always like, oh my god, your sister, like, she's, like, what, 25? I do, I, people put me in the, in, I mean, I, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I can't, I mean, sometimes it happens where I, people, yes, I think they think I'm a millennial all the time. So what's your definition of millennial? Yeah, what's the, what's the age range? I, okay, wait, can, no, I guess you want later answer. No, I want to hear what you have to say because I'm not totally sure yet. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's like. 18 to 26. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it older? What do you think it is? I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Maybe 30-year-olds. Who... I don't know. But, like, I, I don't... My age... Being born in 1980, I am not technically a millennial. Yeah, that's true. I'm right. just not. But I think that... I think that because... And we've talked about this because I have so many millennial siblings... Are 30-year-olds millennials? Maybe. I, I also think of it as, like, I don't know. I was thinking maybe more like 20 to 27 or something. I'm kind of more in that boat, too. Because I I feel like I associate millennials with, like, young people that are, like, at the beginning of really learn. I'd say nine, maybe end of 18 or early 19. Like, I'd say college age through 30. Or maybe 27. Mm-hmm. College age through 27. Yeah, tw- that's what early, I'd say. Early, or like mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. Because it's all about like being really interested in what's going on in the world and like knowing all of the like, everyone's really about like things that are like artisanal and cool and what's hot <laughs> and who's talking about it. You know what I mean? Millennials are hipsters. I think <laughs> Whoa. very hardcore hips. Millennials are hipsters. Fuck. Millennials that's so, are I'm hipsters. so sorry. Am I allowed to curse <laughs> yeah. on this? Oh, yeah, of course you are. We're going to mark this episode as explicit. I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, we are. That's no, we do thing. every single one. Yeah, we do. Well, every time I remember to do it. Um, that's yeah, right. That's <laughs> really, honestly, that's nice to your audience. You know, it prepares everyone. Um, yeah. So. Who wants an ice cream so, sandwich? Oh, wow. Do you know what we made at work today? <laughs> Slice it. Today we filmed mm. a recipe Slice video it. on. Oh, we, have, we can just break. We can show this one. Ice cream sandwiches. We made an ice a cake out of ice cream sandwiches. Ooh. You stack them up and then you frost them with Cool Whip and we did salted caramel on it and it looks like a fancy cake but really you just stacked ice cream sandwiches on top And you of put each it in other. the freezer again the after freezer. the Cool Whip's on uh-huh. it? You guys, yeah. I tried to cut this ice cream sandwich and the knife just went got through so I just kind of warped this ice cream sandwich. Sorry That's about okay. that. We'll deal with it. Careful. We'll deal Thank with you. it. Okay, so millennials... Mm-hmm. 
what oh, have we determined? You have some oh, what have we, we determined the so far about their personality, though? They're like they're hipsters. They're pre hipsters, and they're also hipsters. They know everything that's going on all the time. Yeah, and because that's all we're allowed to do is like we live in such a media mm. heavy time right now mm-hmm. that like millennials I would almost this is a blessing and a curse because it it makes things really like speedy and fast paced but like it's just constant flow of information at all times like you're just it's always did you hear this did you read this today what's mm. going on today blah 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 like what what's the latest thing oh really? this is how I feel about this that that is not how I talk to my friends at all <laughs> that's amazing there are some things I wouldn't say it's like that intense but like it's people are really into what's going on and like people are excited about talking about it yeah and maybe it means talking about like oh I read this article in like Gothamist the other day and like do you know what the latest food trend is? <laughs> it's Brodo. What? Which Brodo? is so it's this new thing. This was more Please. of a like this was more of a like fall winter type thing. Hmm. Anyway, people were taking broth and putting it in coffee cups because <laughs> broth, bone broth, has some properties in it that give you a lot of really natural energy. Mm-hmm. And so this company was taking their old broth that they used on, like, making other things and starting to sell it because it was really rich, like, yeah. was made for a long time. And then they also had things that you could add in. So, like, you literally go to the stand and you're like, I would like one cup of, like, beef broth, please, with chili flakes and garlic oil and blah, blah. <laughs> like, you can that add all these hilarious. things. And then you, like, walk down the street and no one knows that your coffee's savory. Ew. Wow. That's insane. Bone broth. That's what millennials are into. And there's this <laughs> new drink that's recently very, very cool. There you go. Which is espresso, a shot of espresso, tonic water, and a twist of lemon. A shot of espresso, tonic water, and... That sounds gross. To me, that sounds disgusting. Gross. You can go into a coffee shop and get it. Where? Honestly, I don't remember, but I recently heard about it, and I was like, damn. Gross. That's real weird. Okay, I'm learning way more about millennials <laughs> than I ever knew before. And um, I'm learning about bone broth and constant feeds of information mm-hmm. and how they're politically invested. Yeah. And they sound awesome to me, I so, gotta say. They yeah, sound awesome to me. It's pretty awesome. But there is one thing I don't really understand. Sure. Just tell me. I, I so... This is so delicious. Right? I'm sorry. Wow, I'm really into it. Are you sure you don't want this? It's all you. Uh-huh. It's all you. Um, do, do you know what selling out means? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> What's your relationship to selling out? <laughs> oh, God. That's a good question. My relationship to selling out is not staying true to yourself in when you're faced with situations that are difficult. Wow. 
So selling out is wow, like Lena. a moral choice, an ethical choice, let's say, to be true to yourself. But I see that being used, the when the word is actually being used in a genuine way. Mm-hmm. Like, not when people are like, oh, fuck them, they're a sellout. Like, mm-hmm. maybe this person was excited about this career opportunity and you're jealous because you're not as successful as them. Oh. Yeah, but I, like, I, I think Wait, of, so do millennials call each other sellouts? Mm-mm. No. You've just, like, seen that I don't know. TV. It depends. Like, I don't... I, that's not, like, a thing that I, like, run into very often. I don't yeah. think that people say it the way that... But you, like, know what the expression means. Wait, how do you guys... I know what the expression means, but how do you guys say it? Is it different? I think it's more about, like, you have... It's, like, the plot of Wayne's World or Reality Bites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you have, like, a cool cable access show you're making or like a cool indie television series you're making and you like let the corporation buy you out that's selling out oh wow yeah uh, uh, <laughs> tell, tell it Becca so so tell me more because I'm intrigued by this concept <laughs> of yours no it's not I didn't make it up it's just like Ooh. a whole it's a whole um Yes, yeah, so idea that people were really into in the '90s that really? I then later heard millennials didn't know anything about because I've never heard because this ever for in my you life. guys it's like of course you want that corporation to buy you out that's how you get money right. to get to the next level which also makes sense to me but mm-hmm. that was just like the worst thing you could do in the '90s oh was my like God, sell out to the so man. Funny. Well, yeah, being a sellout, it was like. It was the type of thing that. <laughs> that's amazing. Sorry. Yeah, I don't. I. It's that's. It's so ridiculous. Being a sellout. Yeah, really was connected to making money off of your ideas or whatever. Yeah. Whoa. And not like living in squalor. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a bo- oh, wow. bo- there was a like it. a bohemian. It was like, but, but it was value also system to it, if you will. But that is such a romantic, <laughs> like that is the biggest romanticized thing because you like saying bohemian makes me think like oh, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, but that's, that's what I'm right. saying is I don't believe that it. Like I feel like there were people that like truly did care and live their lives so that they weren't sellouts. But the 90s version anyway was already so diluted from the actual, like, bohem- you know what I mean? Like, That's right. It was already... The 90s it was already trying to be like totally, 70s and exactly. 60s bohemians. It was totally co-opted already and, and totally commodified already. Right. So, like, our understanding of sellout, even sellout means that there's an opportunity to sell your shit. Because, like, in the 60s and 70s, I mean, that was, like, even more rare. Right. And then the... I mean... The whole shebang before the 90s really is when, <laughs> the 90s is when it all changed, when Indian alt culture became the mainstream. And it was right, like, it was and so them. that, exa- you know, and to say like sellout that was, was a response point. to that exact moment, I think. But now I, yeah, and, but we go right. different No, ways you're right. It. That's the other key example that I left out because I brought in Wayne's World and Reality Bites and then you bring in Nirvana and it's like those are cultural touchstones of the 90s, if you will. And yeah. they were all centered around this question of like what it meant to sell out to corporate overlords. <laughs> right, because it was just then like really starting to be that way all over like the streets and different like 
chain stores and chain juice places and like it was just the beginning of that real like total takeover and like mini malls and like exactly all that shit but what fucks me up so bad is that like life actually changes that fast where like they don't know what it was like to watch a bunch of chain stores pop up everywhere and feeling like the big box everything was like taking over see it's so crazy hearing that because I We'll walk down the street. I, the biggest thing that resonates me with, like, my generation being different from younger people is seeing how parents constantly give their kids iPads. Sorry. No, it's okay. In order to um, constantly give their kids iPads in order to, like, shut them up. Like, when you're... Ra- like, a lot of parents nowadays, like, have children. And then because of the technology of an iPad, they'll, like give their kids an iPad when they're, like, three, and that's all they do. So, like, they sit at a dinner table, and, like, they literally, their eyes are, like, in a screen while they're at dinner with their family, and it becomes this weird addiction. Like, for us, we're like, whoa. But I live so closely with computers. Like, I've learned about them from the time I was teeny. So, like, it makes so... It's It's, not a thing to me, but it makes sense that it would be a thing to you guys. Well, and it's interesting, Lainey, because we are... That's, I think, the big... And I've said this before. Sorry, listeners, but it's true. I... The main difference between me and my siblings' age was computer stuff. Like, I didn't have a computer in the house until I was 17 years old. And you guys were on a computer when When you were were very little. right? Yeah. And so, like... You know, it's just a different, it's yeah. a different thing. And I just feel like that, that for me was, I was always like late to Facebook, late to Instagram, late to getting a cool phone, late to, you know, I was just right. like, you guys always pushed me in those directions. And I was, you know, I, but with, so it's funny cause I don't feel like a millennial and I know that, you know, I'm like, you Reality Bites and Empire Records and that, you know, like, I, yeah. it's, that was my, I feel like those are the... Right, Empire Records. Empire Records yeah. is also about selling out. <laughs> oh my god. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, that was the 90s question. Yeah. But millennial question is more, is less about being, like, ironic and sellout and more about being awkward. Right. And, like, nerdy and social, like, things are, di- mm. like, it changed. Whoa, that's crazy. Do you know what I mean? The like I don't understand millennials teen. enough to know what you're talking about, but that's totally fascinating to me. I have no idea. Like I think the teen expectations became different. Yeah, and that's you're right wild. to to point out that like when the internet entered your life, like when you know if you're old enough to remember pre-internet, the point when the internet entered your life must have been like developmentally important, right? Like sure. that's gonna impact yeah. what we think of as generations probably more than anything else right now because it changed everything it changed completely how we spend our time and how we interact with people like it's huge 100% and we haven't even like you know we haven't even really like it's like tip of the iceberg like what we've even like figured out about what has changed since the internet came along like we really don't even know and what's also crazy too is like when you see the level that computers are at right now and there are new babies being born that are seeing a computer at this level like imagine what it's going to be like when they're our age like how are people going to communicate are we just going to like walk down the street like are we living in her yeah you know okay so i have a question about millennials and the internet but do we need to move on from ask millennials I mean, it's, you know, we've only, that was really our big, we, we've, we didn't totally (laughs) 
clarify clarify James we could clarify it a little bit okay it's just it's it's sort of a I see it the way that it's come about hmm. is really in in awe of this person <laughs> and and kind of and an and a representation for me a representation of the patriarchy which I think he revolts against in do in being a James Franco and also so in his so in point. his like refusal to talk about his sexuality which I've also talked about before so like I just think he's I do he think he does he's, try to sleep with 17 year old girls on Instagram though and he also <laughs> like was a professor at NYU like to like have sex that's a bold statement. I take that. Back. That's what that's yeah. what the millennials think. The millennials are are have 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 heard. But what's interesting about it though is like I do truly believe like honestly the first thing that came to my head when we brought him up was like the patriarchy is alive and well. Like when you guys we were talking about yes. oh, James Francoing and I was like, okay, fine, that that's a cool concept. And then you delved into Miranda, Miranda July, who I do know of. I know her work. I read yeah. her work in high school. Um, and then you go all the way back to Yoko Ono, who we all know a little bit about. But, like, when those two things clicked, you guys know more about her than me. I mean, like, I said we all know because I'm speaking on behalf of the millennials, <laughs> That's right. Remember? That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. Good one, Lena. That's <laughs> Anyway. <true. laughs> Implied we. The royal we or yeah. the millennial we. We're not sure. Millennial we I love. Yes. <laughs> and so. The millennial we. The millennial we. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. <laughs> millennial title like two episodes ago. we did well, millennial grunge we'll decide later you'll we'll know before we do yeah. but what's funny in though time, is, listener <laughs> in due time. it's just the thing that clicked in my head is like whoa yeah it is it's a well and that's Cherokee's alive and well. that's mm. a big for mm. me that's a big part of being a james franco and that's why i think it was such a fun concept to come up with because immediately we were like we're james franco's yeah we uh here's other people who are james franco's and all the names that we came up with were women right and it wasn't any other dudes and it was like no no we're take we take that act yeah this is ours james franco like we see you and we see what you're able to do and we understand why you're able to do it and so that's why we're it's now listen as i honor him in the ways that i do i we all know it. I love... I have become a big James Franco fan. <laughs> but it... And again, please work with me. No, work with I me on this. Wait, the, It's yeah. almost like how Rick Santorum's name <laughs> oh, became known as something else. Do you want to say it? it the Frothy Butt Juice. <laughs> oh my God. And Santor- Santorum is... <laughs> he's the presidential candidate... And he was talking shit about, no pun intended, but he was talking shit about oh gay God. marriage and um, David, David, no, uh, Savage, Dan Savage was um, just decided, I had asked all of his readers to name what his name should be, like what the, what it, what the new definition of the name Santorum, and they bought 
Santorum.com or RickSantorum.com, and it was like it like they did a whole poll, and he was running for president. <laughs> and he hadn't bought his own name's fucking website yet, and they like, and it's still to this day. I think they still own it. It's like it's never, so, never it's, let go. It will never, never let, let go. go. And like yeah. they literally like, and it means frothy butchers and the whole entire gay community like accepted it. Was just like, oh, I, I mean, I remember <laughs> once somebody telling a story and being like, and then the guy looked at me and was like. Oh God! Okay, I guess that's Santorum. Like oh, used it in the act of sex. No. Yes, the word Santorum. So yeah. I bring this so up. It's been, it's been incorporated into as, the vernacular as a way of like. Now this it is worked. a different taking back. I don't think J- James Franco is not an evil, you know, representation of the right wing. Yeah, he is awesome. <laughs> But we are taking his name and making it a different thing that is above and beyond him. Right. Because what's interesting is those types of things and those types of people, like those types of occurrences occurrences that happen and those types of people that exist in such a, a noticeable and big way when you think about it, like... With James Franco and that, those situations, it allows people to totally identify with them mm-hmm. and feel empowered because they can connect their own stories and how they feel to these situations. And like then it just uprises that. things and helps the conversation continue to yeah, happen. exactly. And that's a beautiful thing. Exactly. Do you, um, we did Outfit of the Day. Did we really delve into it enough, though? Because I think we should talk about the photograph. Oh, no. They're going to see... We're going to put up the photograph. Oh, never mind. You'll see it soon, viewers. You're going to see it soon. You're going to see it soon. We've got... I just have one more question. This one. Oh, you've got another Ask Millennial (laughs) question? Because I do want to do this one. Okay, so go ahead. No, no. Ask the Millennial the question. I'll keep it short. I'll I'll do it after your story. No, we're fine. Um, You should begin. Well, okay... Fine, because you have two more, and I have one. This one? Yeah. Throw it into the cauldron? Yeah. Oh, my crummy attitude. <laughs> well, I just, that I should read, I should do, I can do both. Do you want to do throw it into the cauldron, all of us, or just, do you want me no, to No, that's do? just you. Okay. Well, now I don't know which one to do. Amy Schumer. Oh, yes. Got a couple death threats, and she said that it just makes her voice want to be louder and stronger, and I adore her. And to be funny... I remembered while I was reading this article that I had gotten a death threat in 2004 when I was the co-president of Wisconsin Now, and I had been speaking at some, like, abortion thing. You know, who knows what I was doing? Something about something. And it came in, like, a hand-addressed note, no return address, Mm. and, like, handwritten block Mm. letters, like, very not awesome. But, like, also just, like, clearly, like, not really with it, whatever. And so we called the police, and they told us we had to call the FBI. And we called the FBI, and we sent it to the FBI, and never heard anything again. What? The FBI never got back to you? No. That's not cool. But, That's really... Come on, FBI. Hey, FBI. You would really expect at least that much. I think so. Well, I don't know. I think I was just... I didn't really think it was any... A big deal. Hmm. It's... I mean... 
The reason why I would be afraid is because of the block letters, if I'm being honest. That, right <laughs> that's, like, serial that's just intent. That's yeah. Not block letter, but just like writing in all caps. Yeah, yeah. That's like a serial killer style of writing. Don't say that. I'm not going to be able to go to sleep tonight. Stop. Sorry. You're fine. How long ago was Sorry. this? You're in a new yeah, place. It's a long You're time living ago. your it life. It was like so many. It was 10, 11 lie, years ago. Yeah, not 11 years ago. So you're going to be fine. Oh you my are. god, now I'm freaked out, you guys. Whoa, I'm well, really, we didn't mean to put that on you. That's okay. Sorry. That's okay. What are we going to do? Death well, threats. they stick with you. The, the anyway, Amy Schumer, you're going to be going to the boss. Think yeah. before sending a death threat, because clearly they They, can they really, really affect a person. You. you might think it's funny. When's her new movie coming out, by the way? The 17th. So are we all going? Yeah, I hope so. Great. Looks real good. I'm stoked. Train wreck. I'm sorry you got threatened. Oh, that's... You know what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I realized I skipped that part. Yeah. No. Good. Thank you. It was... I, I did not think that much board. of it. I really didn't think that much of it. Thank you, friend. Okay. Um, also, yeah, we, we were talking about doing Throw It Into the Cauldron, which is an old segment that very seldomly comes back up. Mm-hmm. And it's... When we just throw something into the cauldron, we're done with it. We're done with it. Get rid of it. Get out of here. Get rid of it. And I, I said I could throw my crummy attitude into the cauldron. Ah, Lauren. And I, what do you mean? I don't think I really have a crummy attitude. I just, you know, sometimes I'm just I'm not that great with transitions, and I need you know, and so I start kind of getting down, and I get like hard on myself to start things back up or whatever and so I think that I've just sort of been I've been having a great everything's great Mm -hmm. but like you know I just sort of am like I've had a couple days where I've been feeling really great because I decided to kind of get rid of my crummy attitude Mm -hmm. and now it's like throw it in the cauldron like yeah I could get rid of it for good it's fun to not have a crummy attitude yeah you know throw it in sure get rid of it enjoy the summer bye yeah (laughs) bye bye Bye. See you later, crummy attitude. So, so yeah, so that's a, good. So that's good. Do you, you've got one more question for Elena? Yeah, and it's a pretty weird like place to end. I really did open. not, I meant to bury this in the no, middle of the episode. Oh, so, Jesus. Is it this Here we one? go. Let us begin. I read this article oh. on Slate yesterday about how millennials love to make 9-11 truther jokes. Like about jet fuel not being hot enough to burn Whoa. steel beams <laughs> and stuff like this. Like where they take like things 9-11 truthers would say in like the early, early years of the 21st century and they like turn them into internet memes like as, as jokes. That's like really hardcore. <laughs> um, the only <laughs> time I've ever witnessed... A 9-11 joke was um, when I was watching the Justin Bieber roast. Wow. And it was, um, you know the new guy on SNL? The young kid. He's yeah. 20 years old. I don't know his name. I know who you're talking um, about. He roasted Justin Bieber, and at the end of his roast, every, he made like a really hardcore questionable joke about Justin Bieber. I don't remember exactly what it was. But everyone was like, ooh, afterwards, and he goes, guys, it's fine. Like, my dad, he died in 9-11. <gasps> and we were all like, what? Oh. His dad actually died in 9-11. What? It actually happened. So, like, That's that, was the only, that was the only time that, what? like, 
I've ever, and I definitely didn't word it anything like it actually was delivered, but all I know is that he dropped that in there, and, like, we were, I was like, what? And everyone, like, accepted it, because being someone that experiences that, and, like, drop, and is having such a empowered life afterwards, where he, like, is on SNL at literally 20 years old and he's roasting Justin Bieber and he's just like, here I am, like, this is my life. Like, right. that's a very interesting way of putting it. But, like, this whole element that you just informed me on with the memes and shit, that's, yeah. that is, that irks me a bit. Yeah. It's not that's your not experience. Your it's not experience. my experience. Wow, that's good to know because I thought it was pretty weird. Yeah. Pretty weird. That, that is weird. But so is that story about that guy on SNL. <laughs> I guess all 9-11 jokes are really weird. Yeah, I made a rape kit joke the other day, guys, and oh, it just wow. like did not go Ooh, over well. But it was joke. like to me, it was the only option. <laughs> <laughs> I was you the only talk option. It? I do. Please. I think Why it's like, you should rape this joke. Like, it what was, was an, the setting. It was an improv show at this place called Two A, and we were doing an interview, and. Someone, we do, it's called conflict resolution. And so we talk about somebody's conflict. And then we like improvise off of an interview that we do with them about the conflict. And this guy was talking about family stuff. And something came up about like letting something kind of like sit for long periods of time without getting sort of a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, it sounds like rape kits. Because just like, because <laughs> you know, I rape kids. I love that that's the first thing you went to. <laughs> that's the first Amazing. thing that I think of, I of course. Think that that Amazing that that's the first thing you thought of. And like, I don't I think that, that anybody, there was like pride, three only people, and I do, I have only pride and for we it. We are rooting you on as well. Uh, thank you. I got like three really hearty laughs, but they kind of like <laughs> took a second. And those I was like, friends. that's those, your audience. It was like, those are <laughs> my people, and. Yeah, it was um, it was I funny, that. but that was my rape kit joke, and I was like, I was like, guys, it's comedy. We're doing jokes. It's rape kits that don't get tested, you know, like they don't I nothing. Get it. And, and I like think they, it's hilarious. I I got it immediately. That was my I first. That's, that's where I go. Yep. And for that, I love you. Something's gonna happen for it. So I agree. So yeah, it's that's needs to be said. That's uh, that's what I'm talking about because because that's what's going on in town this week. That's the only thing going on in town this week. That's it. Here we are in town. In town. Because you better fucking watch out. You better run. You better fucking run. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers, you better fucking run. You better run. You better run, motherfucker.